Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Acknowledge him in the message this morning. Acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. I want to continue to talk about learning to live by faith. Learning to live by faith. I think this is like the third message that we dealt with on living by faith and not by feelings, which is a different. Difficult thing for human beings to learn to do. And as I was reviewing this morning, I just, the Holy Spirit spoke into my spirit to talk about maybe third Sunday, to talk about uh, the part feelings have to play in our lives as we live by faith. Because when we talk about learning to live by faith and not by feelings, it makes it seem like that feelings have no part. And how we live. I touched on it, uh, I think last Sunday, maybe the Sunday before, but I maybe need to we'll pray about that. But anyway, today we're going to talk about learning to live by faith. Father, thank you for your word, the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, yeah, it does right. not return to you void. It accomplishes what you desire, and you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you, Father, for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. A major step in learning to live by faith and not by feelings is learning to, learning to trust in the Lord with all of one's heart all of one's total being, as the scripture says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, with your, with your mind, with your volition, okay, with your emotions. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now, I understand that we hear that over and over again. Many of us learned that scripture when we were young. We can quote it. Someone says, what does Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says? And we'll rattle it, rattle it off just like that. Uh, we hear it, we hear it taught, we hear it preached, and we, many of us may resolve in our minds that we're, we're going to follow, this, follow what the scripture says. But then we find it difficult sometimes to do that as human beings in every, our everyday walk of life. 
We come to church and we hear it preached, we hear it taught. Then we go back out and we live every day. We confront daily situations and daily circumstances, our emotions all over the place. And we're dealing with this and we're dealing with that thing and the other thing. And we find that we don't always trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and will become minds of the mission. And if I say some things you've heard over the last few sentences, that's okay. Because yeah. repetition is that's the first law of learning. Yeah. Sometimes we're like the disciples, and I'm going to reference some scriptures, and hopefully uh, you've heard them or you know them. Uh, but this one I want to reference is when Jesus was on the boat with his disciples, and he was asleep. Uh, and the sea started, the, the wind started blowing, and the waters were rough, and, 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 and the disciples became fearful. Uh, and they said, Master, do you not care? that we are about to perish. Rather than keeping that faith in that situation, keeping that focus in that situation on the fact that the Lord Jesus was in the boat with them. He may have been asleep, but he was in the boat with them. And he said, let us go across to the other side. So, and them being his disciples should have known that if he's in the boat with them and he said, Let's go across to the other side. They were going to get to the other side. But the wind started blowing. The circumstances, if we were put it in today's situation, the circumstances of life came up. And storms of life began to rage. And problems began to come. And sickness and whatever, you know, trouble and, 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 and problems in marriages and problems in lives began to come. And they said, Master, don't you care that we are about to perish? Once their focus was on the storm, they had no faith that they would be all right. They stopped trusting and they gave in to fear. They gave in to their feelings. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're like the children of Israel when God brought them out of bondage in Egypt. Uh, God was leading them into their future into that blessed place he promised the land of Canaan uh, to, to, to the children of Israel. God, they've been in slavery for 400 years, and God said Moses as their deliverer. Yeah. And they got to the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army is behind them. Real situation. The army is coming, right? and, and, and then they're at the sea, and they can't see a way across the sea. Huh. And then they started, they got into their feelings and they started fearing. And they wondered why God brought them out of Egypt to die at the Red Sea. Because all they could see at that point was the enemy behind them, the water in front of them, they're called in the middle. Yeah. Sometimes in life we don't see any way out. We don't see any way out. We wonder why God brought us out from where we were into a place that we consider we may perish. Sometimes we think we were better off where we were. They even said to Moses, were there no graves in Egypt that you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? And they went on to say, for we, 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 
it would have been better off for us to serve the Egyptians than for us to die in the wilderness. Yeah. Sometimes we're like the widow of Zarephath. Yes. Yeah. We're done in faith what God told us to do. Talking to believers now, strong, on fire, Holy Ghost filled believers. We've done in faith what God asked us to do, and still something bad happens. And we begin to wonder if we were blessed only for our sins to be brought back to our remembrance. Almost like there was a curse upon us. I can't go forward from going backwards. So I know so. Why did this have to happen? But yet in each one of these situations, in order for us to learn the lessons of faith so that our faith is strengthened, so that, so that our faith is made strong, it's important to look beyond what happened to the response that was given in each situation. You see, we, we are the children of the Most High God. Don't ever forget that. We, we, we come and worship and we sing the songs of praise to God and we worship and we talk about him in great and mighty. We are his children. We are his children. Our way of life is not the way of life that the world follows. Amen. So when trouble comes in our lives, the thoughts and the words that come uh, uh that arise, when those things come, we have to cast them down. Yeah. When trouble comes, you know, immediately some of us just go back to the natural way of dealing with things. We got to cast those things down. We have to cast them down if we're to experience the victory uh, uh, that God gives and experience the peace that comes from that victory. 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians, I believe it is chapter 10, verse 5, talks about us casting down imaginations and arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and taking every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So, so what do you mean take every thought captive? So when thoughts begin to come up in my mind, and, and let me say this, it, this is why it's so important for us to know the word for ourselves. I can't take your thought captive. I can give you advice, but I can't take the thoughts that come up in your mind captive. You can, you, you're the only person who can do that. And the Bible says that we make them obedient to Christ. So when thoughts come up in my mind that's not of God, I can bring them in subjection to the word of God. And make my thoughts obedient to what God has said in His Word. Word. Amen. 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 And the end result, because sometimes when you're going through, when, or not sometimes, when you're going through, you don't see the end result. Amen. But by faith, you have to know the end result. Amen. Uh, yeah, the end result is that our faith is strengthened and we move closer and closer to living by faith rather than living by feeling. Yes, it's a process. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. John 16, 33. Jesus said, These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In Jesus, in my relationship with Jesus Christ, I can have peace. All right. He didn't say, 
in any other thing in me. He didn't say in any other person. He said, I've spoken these things. I've taught you this. I've spoken the word to you. I've taught you the word so that in me, you, may have, you might have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But be a good cheer. I'll overcome the world. How many of you have experienced peace in the midst of tribulation? Yeah, yeah. In the midst of tribulation, in the midst of trials and troubles, the peace of God that passes all understanding keeps your heart and your mind to Jesus Christ. Yes, it's bad. Yes, you tore up from the floor. Yeah, yeah. The, the storm is raging, the wind is blowing, your house is rocking, your car is swerving. But the peace of God yeah. that passes all understanding keeps your heart, your will, your mind, your volition in Jesus Christ. First John 5 and 5, 4 and 5 says, For whatever is born of God, or whoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And now, now this belief is not just mental assent. Yeah, this is a personal belief, a personal conviction that Jesus is the Son of God. And I've yielded my life to him because he is who he is the one that God sent so that I could be saved and I could have access to everything that God has to offer to me. So, if Jesus told us that we would have tribulation in the world and has spoken his word so that we could have peace, then when trouble comes or when, our, when situations arise that we're uncomfortable with or uh, that tend to shake us, our strategy, our strategy, and saints, we must have a strategy. Our strategy should be to look at what God has already spoken in his word and stand on that. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that I have to really study the word because the Bible says these things are written for our admonition and our instructions, the things that have gone on before. So the Bible is not just stories that somebody made up, but they are accounts that happen, that really happen. That, that make a different, made a difference to those people and will make a difference to us if we learn the lessons. We often say, work the principles of God and the principles will work for you. Yeah. Amen. This is a principle. This is a principle. In this each situation that we mentioned, what was the Lord's response to, to his disciples in Mark chapter 4, verses 39 through 40? Verse 39 says that he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind says, The wind obeyed. The wind may not obey you, but it obeyed Jesus. The wind obeyed. The wind ceased, and there was great calm. And he said to the disciples, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have his disciples now? So for us, he's speaking the same thing to us. So I can't have faith just when things are going well. I can't have faith just when things are peaceful in my life. 
Because I don't really know that I have faith when things are peaceful in my life. It's when trouble comes. That my faith rises up. Amen. That I have inside of me that I've been dancing about it, singing about it, waving my hands about it, and talking about it, preaching about it. It's when trouble comes that my faith rises up. And there is calm. That people will look at you and say, why are you not so upset? Why, why, why do you seem to have it all together? But faith, <laughs> faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the peace that he gives. The Lord has revealed a storm in somebody's life today. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you worrying? Listen now. Why are you so fearful? Do you not have faith in God? He is in control. Do you know that? God is sovereign. He sits on the throne of heaven, and even though the world may seem to be out of control, God is in control. When the war first started in Ukraine, not praying, 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 God move, God move, God. You know, this is so wicked. What 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 Russia is doing, what Putin is doing, it doesn't seem like God is moving. Many people are being killed. But in the whole scheme of things, there are things I don't see. There are things I don't understand. Amen. There's an end to all of this. And the other side of that is that wickedness abounds in this world. Many people don't honor God. Many people don't love what God did in Jesus. So many times, the consequences, the, the things that are happening are the consequences of our own Sins. But as people of faith, we have to know that we will not perish. God is working things out on our behalf. But in the midst of the situation, faith has to kick in. Whatever you're going through in your life, faith has to kick in. When faith kicks in, your situation, your situation will begin to change. I didn't say it will change overnight. It will begin to change. You will begin to see God's hand at work in your life. So you can settle down. To the Israelites at the Red Sea. What was the word of the Lord that God gave to them in Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14? Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand still. Think about stand still. Okay. Don't get caught up in your fears. Settle yourself. Settle yourself. Stop, step, step back. Yes, the enemy is behind you. The red sea is in front of you. But don't go by what you see with your natural eye. Your faith points you to God. Amen. So settle down. Tell your neighbor, settle where you can. Yeah, settle down. Settle down. Sometimes you have to tell yourself. Settle down. You have to speak to your feelings and your emotions. Say, wait, 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 wait. Settle down. Settle down. Stop, 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 stop talking so much. Tell your mind, come in line now. Come in line. Settle down. Put your head on your head. Settle down, mind. Oh, yeah. Test you and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you this day for the Egyptians whom you have seen today. You will see them no more forever. God has a plan, saints. Let me tell you, God has a plan for your life. Settle 
that you bless me in essence, that you bless me just to bring my sins back to my remembrance. Let me tell you something. God is not a tit for tat God. He is not a tit for tat God. He doesn't do evil or bad to us because we disobey him. God doesn't, and I'll say it, God doesn't do evil to us because we disobey him. God is a loving God. I thank God for knowing the scripture. The Bible says God remembers our friends. He knows what we're doing. He knows what we're dealing with in this human body. So he's not out to get us. And we have to understand that. He's not out to get us. So, so, but the good thing about this woman is she went back to the source of her blessing that came through the man of God. And Elijah said, give me a boy. Took the boy upstairs to his room and prayed to God and stretched out on the child and prayed and life came back into the child. He brought the child back downstairs and handed the child to her, to his mother. So to somebody today, I came to deliver a message especially to you. Your blessing was not to remind you of your sin. I don't care what this is. I don't care what has happened. I said a few minutes ago, I said it again. God is not a tit for tat God. He is not doing bad to you because you may have disobeyed him sometime down the line. Do you know that the Bible says that God cast our sins as far as the east is from the west? He cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. God is not trying to remember what you did wrong last year. God is not trying to remember your past. God has someone set who's praying for you. Amen. God has someone set who's going to go to him on your behalf. But you don't know what to say. But you don't know what to do. You call me a man, a woman of God. Amen. That spiritually minded person that God has placed in your life. And they will intercede on your behalf. That child. That vision. Because you see, this doesn't have to speak to a natural child. God has given you vision. God has blessed you. And it's going to come to fruition. I don't care what the devil does. He can't abort what God has placed inside of you. It's going to come to fruition. Yeah. So, so. So we have let preach so long this morning. This text says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And I didn't read verse 7 because I wasn't going to deal with it, but verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Trust in the Lord. There's, there's, something, there's something very vital that the scripture is saying to us, that the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. Trust in the Lord with your total being. With all your will, your mind, your volition your emotions. Trust in him. 
So, so if we're going to trust God and live by faith, what is, it, what is it that we need to do? This is what the Lord gave you. First of all, we must make that commitment. Make that commitment. I will trust the Lord with my total being. Means I'm trusting my life to God. Right. I must make that commitment and stick to it. And stick to it. Can you say stick to it? Stick to it. We can't be wishy-washy. We can't be on fire today and cold tomorrow. You can't be on today and off tomorrow. You can't love God today and tomorrow you don't love him. In other words, you can't be unstable in your commitment. Make the commitment and stick to it. When you're unstable, nothing will keep. I'll tell you where I'm going with that. Because we don't experience this in the United States unless there's a storm. So when I'm in Malawi, Liberia, or traveling, the electricity is unstable. You don't know when it's going to be on. It may be on for six hours. It may be off for two days. Maybe on for one week and off for two weeks. It's unstable. So if you have food in your refrigerator, guess what? There's no electricity. It's going to spoil. It doesn't keep. Because it's on the electricity, the power source, the power source is unstable. And nothing keeps. Nothing is preserved. You see, you want your faith to be preserved in you. So that, so that when trouble comes, your faith can't rise. But if, if your commitment is unstable, if you're up today and down tomorrow, on today and off tomorrow, you know, as we say, wishy-washy, nothing will keep. Nothing will keep. You, know, you won't have consistent hot water to take a bath in. You gotta go boil water. You gotta go build a fire to cook. How many of us know how to build a fire? Not too many people. Yeah. <laughs> We're the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and they talk to you how to Good. But most of us, we already have wood around to build a fire. Do you know what killing is? Yeah. Oh, some of y'all know what killing is. Because you need killing though, something to start a fire and make it last. You know, you put paper in the paper well, anyway. But you got to, you got to hope, hopefully you have a point. Yeah. That, 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 that you have to be stable in your faith, in your commitment to the Lord, so that your faith is undergirded and your faith is, is firm and your faith keeps and keeps you. If your faith is unstable, your commitment to God is unstable, your faith is not going to grow. James chapter 1. James chapter 1, uh, verse 5 to 8. I want to just read that for you this morning. And, 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 and James says, and this speaks of wisdom, speaks of wisdom, and verse 5 says, uh, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, 
who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, listen now, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable, not just asking for wisdom, but unstable in all they do. You got to be stable in your faith now. And that's one thing we should work at, being stable. Because if we're double-minded, if we're wishy-washy, if we're on today and off tomorrow, don't expect to receive anything from the Lord. Now, this is the Bible. This is not Alfred Jackson. I didn't write it. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. 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 If we've got to learn to be stable. Uh, if we're not stable, we should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So you got to make the commitment and stick to it. Your commitment to God to live by faith, not by sight, not by feeling. Now, it is a process now. It is a process. Now, in this process, the second point is we, sh we must refuse to lean into our own understanding. Refuse to lean to your understanding. God, I think this way, but I'm not going to go about what I think. Let me do some research. Let me do some search. Okay. How do we do that? It does require effort. Can somebody say effort? We will put forth effort for everything else except our walk with the Lord. We'll put forth effort on our jobs. We'll put forth effort in the classroom. We want to pass. We want to make A's. We want to graduate top of the class. We'll put forth effort, and it takes effort to be excellent. But when it comes to our walk in the Lord, not a whole lot of us put forth the effort that it takes. So then, when it comes time for an opinion, we go with our own understanding. But we must refuse. If we are going, if we're going to live by faith, that's what I want us to get. If we're going to live by faith, we must refuse to lean to our own understanding. And that effort that's required in this process is studying the Word of God, learning the Scriptures. If I'm not to lean to my own understanding, then whose understanding am I going to lean to? My own. My own or my family's? Yep. Wow. Or my friends? Yep, yep, yep. Or whoever has my ear? Right. That's right. God needs to have our ear. Yes, sir. I need to lean to God's wisdom and the way he sees things. I, I use the scripture all the time when we know the scripture. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my thoughts and your thoughts and my ways and your ways. So I got to see this. I got to see that in my conversations with people, this may not be the way of the Lord. I gotta seek the way of the Lord. I gotta seek the way of the Lord. All of this deals with our worldview. We've talked about worldviews. So our worldview is shaped by our family, it's shaped by our community, and in that community is the education system, it's, it's the, in our community and our world, it is television, it is radio, it is music. 
Our worldview is shaped by that. So we're born in a family. We're raised in a family. And sometimes, sometimes our family members don't really have a relationship with the Lord, even though they go to church. Going to church does not speak of a real personal relationship with the Lord. And so we're raised in our natural families. But think about this. There is no family, I don't care how much you love your family, how much you revere your family, there is no family on earth who knows everything. Amen. 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 We are limited by time and by space. So I grew up in Blair, South Carolina. My upbringing was shaped by my family that grew up in Blair, South Carolina. Except I had gone beyond Blair, had gone to seminary, gone to college, and gone to seminary, and studied and allowed my worldview to be reshaped, committed my life to God, and allowed Holy Spirit through the scriptures to reshape my worldview, I couldn't be doing some of the things that I'm doing. I wouldn't think the way that I think. Are you understanding? There is one, however, who knows everything. He is the creator of heaven and earth. Amen? He wants to, as promised, to guide us into all truth. We need his understanding. We need his view of the world. Not our personal view of the world. We are even instructed to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. And we are instructed not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed, to be changed, literally changed by the renewing of our minds. We are instructed to have the mind of Christ. We're going to get that through searching the scriptures, through prayer, through wise counsel. For spiritually minded believers. And lastly, lastly, as I said, it's a process. The final instruction here in the scripture is that we should acknowledge God in all of our ways, and we have the promise that He will direct our path or He will make our path straight. How many of you need a straight path? Amen. Yeah, I need a straight path. Amen. I need to be guided by God's GPS. Holy Spirit. He won't lead me astray. So so this expression, in all your ways, acknowledging in all your ways, covers a whole area of your life's actions. All of this acts, all of this undertakings, in spiritual and in sexual sides, public and private, in all your ways, in all your ways, the word acknowledge, the word acknowledge there is the Hebrew word yada. It signifies to know, to recognize. In all of your ways, know the Lord. In all of your ways, uh, recognize the Lord. Uh, recognize him in all of your dealings, in all of your undertakings. God's over, overruling providence, providence, which shapes our ends. So, so uh, uh, James, I believe it's James, it says, don't say today or tomorrow, I'm going to do this. Right. Say today or tomorrow, if the Lord wills. Amen. So that means that I am immediately acknowledging Amen. that God is in control. So I'm not going to York tomorrow. If the Lord wills, I'm going to York tomorrow. If the Lord wills, I'm going here or there tomorrow. If the Lord wills, now, now my mind is 
set to acknowledge and to recognize God and to seek God's wisdom and to seek God's guidance in all that I do. If the Lord wills, I'm going to bed tonight, go to sleep. If the Lord doesn't will, then you all may be glad of my funeral next week. That's my right. wife, my son. If the Lord wills. Do you understand? If the Lord wills. That's it. And then we have a promise. He will make your path straight. Now, I don't need to see the straight path. I just need to follow the Lord. I need to acknowledge him and follow the Lord. I don't need to see it. Because now, if I got to see it, I've slipped back into my field. No, I gotta walk by faith and not by sight. Is it a process? It's a process. It is a process. So don't be discouraged when you hear us talking about learning to live by faith and not by feelings. And don't, don't jump into yes, feelings are real. They are very real. But we still have the admonition of the scripture to live by faith. Live by faith. Live by faith. Time to sell out this message because when you get in the feelings, guess who's going to win? Satan's going to win. You live by faith and you follow God's instructions, you follow God's admonition. You have the victory in your life. Blessed is the man, Jeremiah says, who trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he comes. Thank you, Jesus. But a leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You know, think about that. Get the picture of trees by the river. I don't care if drought is in the land. If everything else is dry, the vegetation along the river is still green. People that come in on my garden, guess what? I got a soaker hose throughout my garden. So when it gets dry, I just turn the faucet on. I was looking at it the other day. I said, wow, that sure doesn't look good. And it's nice and green. But it's getting water. When we trust in the Lord, we shall be as a tree that's receiving the Lord's nourishment. That's being supplied by God. Drought is around. There's a famine in the land. The Red Sea is in front of you. The enemy is not, but you're trusting in the Lord. You're living by faith. Listen, God honors faith. God honors faith. And if we learn to live by faith, we will see the hand of the Lord at work in our lives. And when we don't see it, we just know God is in control. If I just wait long enough, because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. God is faithful. God honors faith. God honors faith. It's so easy to get into our feelings, to get into our emotions. But don't let them catch you. The more you live by faith, the stronger you'll be in your faith. The more you trust God, 
the more you will want to trust him. Oof. You like eating ice cream and apple pie? Lord have mercy. Blackberry cobbler. Mm. Some good collard greens and cornbread you just want more. Don't mention macaroni and cheese. Good thing about God is He won't make you fat physically, He just makes you bigger. That's what God wants from us. As we live by faith. Saints, let's just not talk about it. Let's go and live by faith. And then start giving testimonies to what you see the Lord has done in your life. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear what God has done in your life. When you trusted him in faith, you waited upon him. Somebody else needs to hear that. I know when you hear the preacher preaching this, oh, that's the preacher. No, they need to hear you preaching. Be a witness to the power of the word of God, to the power of faith in God in your life. Let's say. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for the power of the word. Thank you as you teach us to live by faith. Thank you that you care enough about us, that you love us in such a way that you will send a message like this today. Help us in this process of learning to live by faith. Thank you. Now, Father, Holy Spirit, if there is someone today who doesn't know you as a Savior and their Lord, whether they're in the sanctuary or whether they're watching us online, draw that person. Yes, Holy Spirit, draw that person to God in faith. Thank you. We trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, personally, I want to give you an opportunity to make that commitment to you. The Lord will reveal himself to those who seek him. Hebrews says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you're not saved today and the Spirit of the Lord has touched your heart. Maybe he's like, and more than likely, he's already been dealing with you about a relationship with him. Because he's the only one who can draw. I can't draw you to the Lord. He wants to draw you to the Lord. So if you want to give your life to Christ today, you want to give him an opportunity. Now, we're going to pray the prayer of faith. And that anyone, whether you're in the sanctuary or online, if you're online, if you're watching us online, and you make the commitment to Christ, write to us and let us know so that we can follow up with you. And it doesn't make any difference where you are. If you're, if you're listening online, we will make contact with you and we will begin that process of helping you grow in the Lord and also helping you find a church in your area where you can connect. You need to be connected to a body of believers. You can't just be a Christian out there alone. I don't care what problems you're going to find with the church. The Lord still established the church. We need the fellowship of believers. You know that you're coming into an imperfect group of people because we're imperfect, but we're seeking the Lord. 
searching for the Lord to be who he wants us to be. And in this process of learning to live by faith, we get better and better every day. So if you're not saved and you want to give your life to Jesus, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I believe that you died on the cross to satisfy God's righteous judgment and God's law. Because God's law says the soul that sins, the person who sins shall surely die. Lord, you took my place on that cross. Well, I deserve death. You were my substitute. You died in my place. Your death and my faith in what you did covers my wipes away my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. I receive you now by faith. And now I thank you for saving me. I receive my salvation. I rejoice in you. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of the message for today. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.